Wicked Friends. I'm Kirsty. And I'm Alexa. And this is Pacific North Wicked, a podcast about true crime and other spooky stuff in the Pacific Northwest. Where? Northwest? You're not saying it wrong. I just wanted to see if I could, like, trick you. Your confusion was cute, though. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Like, wait, what? I'm like, where am I? Isn't that right? It is. I'm gullible. Yeah. It's quite precious, though. You can get me. Got you. (laughs) That's true. Okay. Already got you. We have no business to attend to. Do we? Do we not? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I need alcohol. I'm just sitting there staring at you like, Really, I just okay. need a fan. Yeah. But we can't because they're loud and um, we're sweating. Yep. Yep. But we're doing this for you because apparently my AC house echoes. Yeah. I, it's um, We just need to get like a big old rug. Yeah. And we could do it in my craft room. Yeah, that would probably work. Yeah, and yeah. it's cold as shit in there. I like that. Yep. I'll put a sweater like on a... if I get cold. I can't just keep stripping down. I just took my shirt off. I'm in a sports bra now. <laughs> I can't. It would be weird to podcast nude. It would be weird. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So I'm going to take you to... Take me to? Washington. 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 State. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Anyways. If you... Are on this listening to this podcast right now and you didn't know that, you're on the wrong podcast. You clicked on the wrong button. Yeah. This is Pacific North Wicked. P N W Dub. P N Dub. Which also means Pacific North West. West. Not East. Yeah. Okay, you ready? That was fun. Thank you. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm gonna tell you about Linda Hazard. Well, that's a fun name. It is a fun name. Is she fun? Fuck no. Okay. Absolutely. The name's very familiar. Kind of told you about her a couple weeks ago. I didn't okay. tell you about her. About whatever. Oh. But I told you I'm doing it right. about this That's lady. That's why. And I did not research it intentionally. That makes yes. sense. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now I know why it sounds familiar. Because it is. Yes. Go on. So sh- I... Sh- people refer to her with... Refer to... Fuck. <laughs> Great start. Uh, Just get that out of the way now. I hate, we'll do more of that later. I hate myself. <laughs> hate myself. So today. people call her doctor because she had a license. Doctor Hazard. Yes. God, that's a great name. I will not call her that. Yeah, but that's a great name. It is. Well, it would be better as if she was an insurance agent. The Hazard <laughs> Insurance Agency. She probably... Oh, my God. Should have done that. That probably would have been better for her. Probably would have been... It, yeah. Based on where I can now assume this is going. Yep. So this is Linda Laura Burfield. Okay. That's her maiden name. Born in Carver, Minnesota. Oh, why'd she end up here? On... Oh, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> on December 18th, 1867. Whoa. That's way longer ago than I was expecting. I know. I took it I back. I did not know we were going I that far back. I took it back. All right. 1867? 1867. Okay. Her parents are Susanna Neal and Montgomery Burfield. Those sound like 1867 names. It sure does. She's one of eight children. Couldn't find much else. That's usually the case in the 1800s. <laughs> she got married Gotta have to on the farm. a Aaron Perry, and they had two children together. That's kind of more present name. Anyway. And it's spelled E-R-I-N. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's feminine. (laughs) I mean, 
And it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah. You don't usually see that spelled that way for men. No. But that's what it said. So, she leaves them pieces, deuces, in 1898. I thought you were saying she leaves them in pieces. Oh. And I was like, that escalated quickly. (laughs) No. Lucky for them, she did not murder her family. Okay. But she leaves them to pursue a career in Minneapolis. Did I say that? Minnesota. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. Go on. What else do we have? <laughs> I just get that was a subtle one. <laughs> she begins practicing medicine and is responsible for one death there, but due to her not having a license and the cause of death being starvation, they weren't really able to charge her with anything. Wait, would she, like, a caregiver? Wait for it. Okay. So that's just a little taste. So soon after, Linda meets and marries Samuel Crispin Hazard, who's the man of her dreams. You want to hear about him? I do. He's a West Point graduate, so pretty good back then. I think it's still good. However, he got discharged, and his military career ended because he misappropriated Army funds. Ooh, that's not good. I think that means embezzlement. Yeah. Sounds like it. I mean, it could be... If we're just redirecting funds to somewhere where you would rather it be. Yeah. But it's usually probably something similar to embezzlement, even if it is that. Yeah. So, quote, this is how somebody described him. A drunk, lecher, and swindler. The man of her dreams. And. Okay. (laughs) He was married to two women before Linda. At the same time, or? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh. Because he was still married to at least one of them when he married Linda. And we know this because he was tried for bigamy and served two years oh, for no. it. <laughs> so, oh, no. We're in Minnesota? I am Minnesota. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But again, Linda's man of her dreams. Unexpected. She loves Samuel. Why? I want to know as well. I want to know. And so in 1907, he gets out of prison. I think he only served, yeah, he served two years, right? So, happened in 1905. He gets out in 1907, and they move to Washington State. Why? I Wait, was was he in prison for the bigamy? Absolutely. Oh, my God. And she's like, yeah, come on, I don't care. Yeah, it's two fine. years away. And... So, is he divorced at this point, then, I guess, from the previous wife, and now he's only married to her? As far as we know. It's gotta be, right? Yeah. Okay. He's a piece of shit. Yes. So, now I want to start talking. I read Starvation Heights by Greg Olson. It's a true story of murder and malice in the woods of the Pacific Northwest. I have a feeling she's going to starve more people. Did the title give it away? (laughs) Anyways, but I just wanted to get that out there now so I didn't forget that a Uh lot of this came from there. Uh And it's a fascinating read. I did not finish the book. I plan to. Yeah. But I got a lot of good information. So... Linda is out in Washington. She starts practicing medicine. Medicine. I didn't notice at that time. <laughs> There's a loophole in Washington licensing laws that made that was like allowed Linda to get a license grandfathered to her. What? Without having a medical degree. What? Yeah, and it happened to practitioners in like alternative alternative medicines. How? I don't fucking know. There's a loophole. So she gets a she gets licensed in Washington without having a medical degree, and in 1908 she publishes "Fasting for the Cure of Disease." Oh no! Oh, this is going a very bad direction. Oh yeah, it's just downhill from here. 
Just starve the diseases out of yourself. Big. I mean, honestly, that's still preached today in different forms, so... Yeah, it's not a huge surprise. Here was Linda's fasting regimen. Mm Mm-hmm. Ready? Fasting, duh. That's what I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Until the end of time. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that description. (laughs) Step one. Fasting, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Ah... Yeah, I'm a dork. Anyways, so she would give them vegetable broth twice a day. That's if they were allowed to eat that day. That's, That's vegetable-flavored water. Wait for it. It's boiled tomatoes in a quart of water, reduced to about half a pint of tomato stock. And then later in the fasting, she would do the same with asparagus. So you're either Hold getting... Hold that time. Do you remember that time that Whole Foods sold asparagus water for like six dollars a bottle? It was like three pieces of asparagus in a in a bottle. Are you for real? I'm fucking for real. Google it after this. It's absolutely outrageous. But that's what that reminds me of. It's just like asparagus water. It's <laughs> an accident. That was like an accidental marketing. Like somebody said something about asparagus water and it was misinterpreted into that and it got put on shelves. Probably fucking quoting Linda's. Probably problem. makes me wonder. So they did the same with asparagus, and um, you're like, oh, broth, that can't be that bad, right? Mm-hmm. It is. There's no seasoning. <gasps> no salt. No pepper. Are there at least onions or garlic in there? No. Oh, God. Only a thumbnail size of butter. Yeah. It's- I put more butter in literally everything yep. than that. Yep. And some thumbnails are smaller than others. Some are bigger. Who knows? My nail's very small. So I imagine what? you can only put that much butter in your asparagus or tomato broth. And I think I would want to die. Yeah. So you get tomato broth in the beginning and then asparagus broth, like I said. And then some orange juice would be allowed in mornings because it came from a fruit, right? Some orange juice. You're not getting a lot. You're getting a little. And this is not all the time. And again, this is on days that you were allowed to eat and not fast. Oh, God. Then you had to exercise. You were supposed to take vigorous walks several times a day. And then you got massages. Yeah, your face is saying it. You're grimacing, right? Yeah. Because you're thinking, oh, this sounds peaceful. No. No, it can't be. There's no way it is. It's described as beatings. Yeah. Yeah. Ball fist and punching someone's body repeatedly. Honestly, I could use that right now on my upper back, but um, typically, no. You want to know what else you need to complete this? What? Daily enemas. Oh my god, that's so bad for you, that frequent? Hours long daily enemas with like four to six quarts of water. You're describing genuine torture. Yes. That's why I refuse to call her doctor. She's not a fucking doctor. I mean, obviously. And she believed that this would cure a wide range of diseases, illness, and ailments. And also, the key here, meets the devil. Meat is, like, absolutely not. That that makes you the worst. Okay. So in 1800... No, sorry, 18. Jesus. 1908 is the year of her first Washington victim. So she's already killed one in Minnesota. Now we're moving to Washington. With Daisy Maud Hagland. Oh, my God. And there's a little bit about her. She's born in 1870. Parents are Norwegian, so, and she's Norwegian. And they own Alki Point. Do you know what Alki Point is? It's no the westernmost landform... And what is now West Seattle. 
and it's the original original settlement that would become Seattle. Oh, okay. So they owned all this land, and their house is considered the oldest house in Seattle. Okay. Her son, Ivar, would become a wealthy restaurant owner with multiple chains called Ivar's, like seafood restaurant chains. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. And for reasons oh, I cannot... So want seafood. Right? <laughs> reasons I cannot find Daisy sought treatment from Linda. Why? I don't know. But she did a 50-day fast and died. It's probably like some Yelp review, like, this lady was fine. Yeah. Well, her family did. Did you say 60 days? 50 days. She I made mean, it 50 regardless. days. So, okay. For context, I just watched uh, Alone mm-hmm. on Netflix. I don't know that. What it's, is this? The, it's a, you know, Naked and Afraid? Mm-hmm. It's like that, but it's one single person alone in the woods, and they have, like, a backpack full of stuff, and they're supposed to try to last for 100 days. Jeez. And, like, you have to figure out how to hunt and gather and build your own shit mm-hmm. for 100 days. Mm-hmm. And I think the longest that they lasted, and these people are, like, trained, mm-hmm. was, like, 58 days on this episode, this season I just watched. Mm-hmm. So, and these people are, like, skilled people trying to eat, and most of them aren't eating much. Yeah. If anything. And they only lasted for that long, and a lot of them had intentionally put on weight prior to going to that. Yeah. And then this lady... Just intentionally forced this lady to not eat. Mm-hmm. Good God. Yep. So for 50 days, Ivar's three. So sh- Ivar doesn't have a mom at three. And the official cause of death was stomach cancer. What? Yeah, I know. So she had cancer and no one knew. That's the thing. Like, she's sick and it's the early 1900s, so no one knew. When she died, they discovered that she had cancer. And so there, whoever did the autopsy was like, well, she oh, was going to die from this without Linda being there. So Linda couldn't have caused her death because no matter what, she was going to die. And Daisy's yeah, family... Yeah, like, if I'm on stage one of a cancer... Yeah. And somebody allows me to die way prematurely, the cancer didn't fucking cause it. Yeah. That's but stupid. Daisy's family would end up defending Linda. Oh. Yes, like, they were in full support of her and Linda's practices. I guess, too, Daisy's autonomous. She can make her own decisions, right? That's the key here. Yeah. That's the point. But she's also under the impression this lady's a professional woman who's, like, a doctor. Mm -hmm. Because she has the title of a doctor, and you trust Mm -hmm. your doctors. Mm -hmm. I don't, usually, but that's because I've had some bad experiences. (laughs) Yeah, so she... Dies. And then in 1908, Ida Wilcox and Miss Elgin Wilcox die in 1908. Not able to find much on their lives. And in fact, I couldn't even determine if these people were, were related. Oh. Yeah. So they I have guess the same. probably. I would think so, too. But it... In what year was this one? 1908. So same year. So she kills three. In one year? year. Yeah. And, and then, doesn't think, hmm, I should stop giving people this treatment since all of them are dying. No, because she's curing other people. Okay. Sure, Jan. Yeah. So in 1909, she kills three more people. Well, two and a half. She kills Blanche B. Tyndall. Can't find much on her either. Viola Heaton. And then Eugene Stanley Wakelin dies. Like, he's found on the property, and his cause of death is a gunshot wound to the head. So the thought there, supposedly, from Linda, who really knows, that... He was doing her treatment and then couldn't handle it anymore. 
and or killed himself. because starving can cause severe depression. Yeah. She still somehow caused his death because she caused depression. Yeah. Well, she caused starvation, which caused depression. Uh, 1910, Maud Whitney dies. And here my house was built. Yeah. And Earl Edward Erdman dies. He was a civil engineer in Seattle. So, like, educated background, civil engineer. Not able to find much on him. And Google searches came back to a diary he kept while under Linda's treatment. Like, he wrote day something and would write what happened that day, like, what food he was given. So, if you ever look that up, it's... Not much. It's like a little bit of juice, a cup of broth. Like, it's not much. And he fasted for three weeks and died. So he lasted... Three weeks? 21 days and died. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, 1911, we have... I mean, you have to have a significant amount of body fat in order to be able to fat. I would probably die after 21 days of not eating. Yeah. Yeah. 1911, Frank Southard. Southard? He's a lawyer, law partner at some firm. Dies. C.A. Harrison, a publisher for Alaska Yukon Magazine, dies. Ivan Flux, an Englishman that was looking to buy a ranch and somehow got tangled in Linda's web, did a 53-day fast. What? Dies. Is she just fasting them till they fucking die? Well, so this one kind of, like, raises a red what flag. What percentage of success is she having? Exactly. So... This one raises a red flag because he was looking to buy a ranch. Like, he had money when right. he came to the U.S. $70 was left to his name what? at the time of his death. Where did that money go? Lewis Ellsworth Rader, a former legislator. Legislator? Yes. Yeah. And a <laughs> publisher of Soundviews magazine. Dies. Now. What count are we up to? Jesus Christ. Let's see. Twelve. Twelve people. My goodness. Yep. So now we're on a highly publicized one. Like, this is a huge chunk of the book Starvation Heights, because there's so much known about them. But it's Claire and Dorothea Williamson. Okay. Now, Dorothea doesn't die. I'm going to give you the spoiler alert here. Claire does. But they go in together. And so that's why... Are they friends, sisters? They're sisters. Partners? Okay. So, they're orphaned, pretty young. Father died when they were young. Mom died when they when Claire was 14 and Dorothea was 18. He was an English officer in the Imperial Army Medical Service. So, they traveled a lot. So, uh, Dorothea went a lot by Dora. So, Dora was born in India and Claire was born in London. They had two sisters between Dora and Claire's ages, right? Because there's a four-year yeah, gap. Yeah, that makes sense. That died from scarlet fever. They inherited money, stocks, and land from their grandfather and approximately a million U.S. dollars, which today would be over $35 million. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd take just, like, 10 grand would be funny. Yeah, $35 million worth of money in the early 1900s. So they traveled a lot. They were never married. They were, like, joined at the hip. I mean, why would you? Yeah. Well, and they didn't want anybody that... Like, they needed somebody that they both liked because yeah. they, they had no intention of separating. Right. They had gone through too much sense. together. They were, and so they just never found somebody that would do that. And they just were content with the way that they were living. They saw an ad in a Seattle paper that they chose to respond to. Whose ad was it? Linda. I guess, yeah. Good old Linda. And what the, does this ad say? I will cure any disease you have. I think it was ad for the... Magical diet healer. I think it was ad for her book. 
because they requested a copy of the book, so they wouldn't have known that the book oh, existed. Oh, and she's like, yeah. I see you requested a copy of my book. Would you like to hear more? Yeah, essentially, and probably had like a little excerpt about whatever her yeah. book was about. So they requested it, and then Claire writes like a, a letter to Linda about Dora's health, and she over-exaggerated it. She claimed that Dora had been on a fast for over a week, had swollen glands, pain in her knees, bloodshot eyes, a 10-day late period, a headache, etc., like all this stuff. And Dora knew what Claire was doing, like, mm-hmm. just kind of, like, being overdramatic about what was happening. But she just wanted, like, big sister just wanted little sister to be happy. And mm-hmm. it sounded like they did a lot of uh, holistic healing and looking for that kind of thing. So yeah. they thought, we'll try this. So soon after, Linda's book arrived, and they read about cleansing your body, starting fresh and, like, ridding the disease from your body. The sisters were like, we're going to go to Hazard's Institute of Natural Therapeutics. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And she has an institute? <laughs> Ugh. Kind of. It gets worse. So It's probably just some fucking shit in her backyard. They didn't really have... Come into my institute. Kind of. Don't forget to slide the door. It's like a cabin in the woods. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's weird. So, they, they didn't really go have either way, really. any diseases that Linda's treatment would cure. Claire had a uterus that was back on her spine. What? Yes, that's what we told her. That her uterus was laid back, like tipped back on her spine, and her ovaries were inflamed. Okay. Yeah, and so they planned to go in the spring when the weather was better, right? They're like, oh, Washington's rainy, you know. We're going to go down to California. Like, what does that do to a person? <laughs> yeah. So, Very painful. And Dora's like, you know what? I, I'm fasting, supposedly. She decided she was going to do the nightly enemas. Oh, God. Yeah, so she's doing this before they even get to the institute. Right, clear out any part of my body. Yeah. Every part that could possibly have anything bad or good in it. Yeah, and so they went to Riverside, California for vacation for the winter. Mm-hmm. There's snowbirds. They went to Riverside and saw tr- Claire sought treatment from an osteopath. Okay. Which is a physician trained to treat and prevent illnesses through manipulation and massage of bones, joints, and muscles. Thank you, Google. Wow. Yep. And this you. doctor... You also said the word so well. Thank you. I really didn't stutter. I was very proud <laughs> I know. I too. This doc told her to soak... Cotton batting and boric acid and glycerin and place it in her vagina for 24 hours. What? <laughs> it's supposed to be an antiseptic measure that was supposed to alleviate some of the pain. I mean, glycerin would be fine. Yeah. That's it. No surprise it fucking hurt. So Claire yeah. writes Linda again and receives this response from Linda. Quote, my experience tells me at once that the fast properly entered into and conducted will relieve permanently the conditions you described as existing in your own case at present. She also told Claire, stop that cotton shit, and then I'm charged good. her $15 for the fucking advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I want to write a letter to someone and be like, your lawn looks like shit, put some water on it, pull the weeds, give me $10, thank exactly. you. Exactly, exactly. Hold on a second. You're going to have to edit this out. That's fine. Do I want anything from Robertson's? Cupcakes. No. Orange juice. Lemonade. Asparagus water. Asparagus water. (laughs) I need tomato broth. I guess you could leave that in. I'm just... It's empty. It's empty. Whew. Almost knocked over this table twice already (laughs) with liquid on it. Okay. So, uh, I don't know where I left off. But I said if Linda did one right thing, that was the only thing. 
telling her to get the cotton yeah, bag out of her honestly, fucking vagina. Yeah, I that's the first thing I've agreed with Linda. Yes. Fucking Linda. And then she said, yeah, listen, Linda. Listen. <laughs> no bread. No more bread either. Okay. Continue the enemas and switch to a veggie broth diet. I, listen, I was craving vegetable soup a couple weeks ago, so I, like, went in my kitchen, and I was like, I have tomatoes, I've got onions, I've got garlic. I was like, I'm gonna chop some shit up and make a soup, because vegetable soup sounded delicious. Vegetable soup is delicious. But then I realized I had ingredients for chili, which has so much more shit in it. And I was like, I'm just going to fucking make chili because mm-hmm. it's better. Because yep. the more shit you can get in your body, the happier you'll be. <laughs> <laughs> and I was. It was delicious. Okay. My point is, vegetable water sounds so fucking gross. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Even- Don't mean to rehash it again. It's just so upsetting. <laughs> So, side note, their cousin, like Dorothy, sorry, Dora and Claire's cousin, said that the sisters were ill because they can afford to be ill. Yeah, yeah. So, they're like... Right, if I have a paper cut, that's not an injury. Yeah. But it might be if I had $4 million. Yeah, and I'm I like, can go oh, see... That's so inconvenient to me. Whoever the fuck I want. to make sure I'm not infected. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In the early 1900s. Yeah, I mean... I, I've known people that, like, had a, a broken foot and have walked on it for weeks because they didn't have the resources to go to the doctors. Yeah. And so there's, like, oh, I have all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I need someone to heal it and no one can heal it. And right. it's like, well, how, how, I mean. You also get antsy and kind of bored when you don't have, like, something specific to do. Like yeah. a purpose. Which, yes. if you don't have a specific thing that you're doing aside from just traveling, mm-hmm. I imagine they get probably pretty antsy. Yeah. So they couldn't go to Seattle yet because the sanitarium wasn't built yet. Oh. Surprise! She's trying to build her own sanitarium. Uh-huh. And she's going to call it Wilderness Heights. That That's, sounds cute. Yes. And it was running I behind. it wasn't. Probably not. So the sisters are disappointed, but they have... But I was like, but have no fear... Because Linda offered her to take charge of their cases for a fee of $60 a month. But they need to find a place in Seattle, and this fee would only include daily office visits. If more treatment was needed, more fees would apply. <laughs> so Claire... Terms and fees to apply. Claire and Dora are like, well, we don't fucking know Seattle. How are we going to find a place? Right. And also, when is this going to happen? How long is this going to happen? Because Claire wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. So she's going to start a program back in England in the later springtime. And Dora said, well, I can't go with Claire to do this. So I'm going to go to Australia because they have mm-hmm. homes just everywhere. Right. So she's like, I'll go to Australia for a while. It'll be okay. So that led to why the sisters were disappointed because they're like, well, right. are we even going to be able to do this fast? Will we make it in time for our other important shit? But Shit. Linda claims she cured cancer, toothaches, psoriasis, heart trouble, tuberculosis, epilepsy. Epilepsy. Just have a seizure. I. Is that what happened? Maybe epilepsy and insanity. Okay, yeah. I could use some of that. So they're like the cure, not the. And I already have the insanity part. Yeah. So they're like, okay, fine. Like we should do this if Linda can cure all this. Yeah. But they're like, Linda, you need to find us an apartment. So she, magic. She does. Linda finds them an apartment. Impressive. They service to provide as a doctor. But exactly. Okay. And they need to move to Seattle. Um, and the sisters don't tell their friends or family what they're doing. 
there. No, because it's probably embarrassing. I'm going to go waste my money on this not eating thing for a bit. Yeah. And so they stay in this apartment and they don't leave. That's the key. Like, mm. They're maybe going on walks and stuff because they're supposed to. But they have nurses that will go get the tomatoes and asparagus and whatnot mm. and bring it to the apartment. Linda's checking on them all the time. And they're just over time secluded. Becoming extremely weak. Mm-hmm. And the neighbors would report hearing them moan out in pain, saying their frail bodies, their skin became tight, and they could barely walk. The nurses, like, had to assist them with walking and all this I'm other I'm sorry, stuff. there's all these nurses and shit, and they're not like, oh, these people are dying? So there was one of them that I read in the Starvation Heights um, named Clara Corrigan, who was, like, actually concerned for their well-being. Okay, And good. a couple of times, like... The nurses, like, tried to sneak them food because she was like, this is not going. Like, mm-hmm. they do not look okay. And the sisters refused. They're Where like, are the no. other doctors? Cause, like, because Linda said no. No eating. So they're not going to eat unless Linda tells them that right. they can eat. Where are the other doctors? Like, I'm Nowhere. just thinking, like, other doctors in the area exist. How is no one else finding out about this? You know what I mean? I think that they were hearing about it because people were dying. Yeah. But there's nothing that... Yeah, I mean, even today, it's really hard to get people in trouble. Because they're medical willingly... Like, medical malpractice is really difficult to prosecute. And she's got willing victims is the key. Yeah. Like, that is the whole part of it, because they are willingly listening to her. They are not kept there against their will, like they kind of are. Because mm-hmm. they get, like, Stockholm Syndrome, essentially, right. and just stay and well, think that Well, and again, if you trust your doctor, yeah. and you think that they are healing you, Yep, it makes sense. And so Clara had brought it up to a different nurse, like, I don't think this is right, something's not going right, and they're mm-hmm. like, just kind of brush it off, like, you know, this is just, like, what they do, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that nurse that, like, was just kind of going with the floor or whatever, then came frantically to Clara and was like, you need to look at this water that came out of their enema, one of the sister's enemas, and it had, like, this these white, like, chunk shit in the water, and they, she's like, I don't know what the fuck this is. This can't be okay, you yeah. know? And neither of them knew. They were like, we have no idea what will cause this white stuff. And so they were, like, watching her, and nothing really happened, so they were like, okay, I guess it's fine. And just went on, kept going about their days. Are we gonna find out what the white stuff is? No. I know. I want to know what this white stuff in an enema was, but I don't know. And so Linda kept the sisters separated mm-hmm. in the apartment and had them believing that the other was very ill. So, which wasn't far off. I mean, they're very sick, but like she would tell Claire that Dora was losing her mind. Like, You're just insane. further isolating them. Exactly. And so yeah. if Dora went to secretly go see Claire, Claire would start freaking out because she thought that Dora was so ill. And right. That, You're pitting them against each other now. Yes. That she'd be like, you need to go back. Like, don't come in here, you know, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't say in the book, like, but, like, the same thing. Like, Dora's being mm-hmm. told that Claire is extremely ill and everything, so right. they don't want them to move around. Like, they are so worried about each other mm-hmm. that they aren't seeing each other, and that's right. really like hurting them. Well-being. Yes. Exactly. And they get moved to a cabin. So they have an ambulance. And I want—I don't know how the hell Linda got all these people to do the shit that they did. But it, they called it an ambulance. And honestly, I was like, it doesn't really sound like an ambulance. But 
ambulances in the early 1900s looked like hearse, which... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, kind of fits more. Mm-hmm. And they loaded the sisters out of the apartment, and they go, listen, the sanitarium's not ready yet, but we're going to go to this property where oh, it's going to no. be built. And that's the cabin-like situation. Like, they have the main house where Linda and Sam live, and then they have, like, a ca- like some cabins. I forgot about Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, he's still around. Yeah, he sure is. And so they have this other... Sh- like, cabin, and they're like, we'll have you guys stay here, you know, for now. And mm-hmm. so they get them to move into these ambulances. And all these people are seeing how fucking frail these women mm-hmm. are. And they get them onto a ferry, get them moved over, and now they're staying there. They're out of the apartment. But now they're more secluded in the middle of nowhere in Olala, Washington. Okay. And Linda is also, during this, being like, you guys have any valuables you want me to store in my safe or okay. any deeds to land like that you want me to just... I'll keep it safe. Just if you need me to keep anything. I've got a really nice safe. That's, that's sketchy. Yeah. You're slowly feeling like you're dying because you are. Mm-hmm. And do you want me to take your valuables? And they are like, well... And they're kind of skeptical and then they just give in. They're like, okay, yeah, like we do have this Yeah, stuff. they're worn down. They have no will mm-hmm. anymore. Yep. I'm sure. And Linda's having some lawyer supposedly come in, having them sign all these fucking paperwork. They have no idea what they're sign- oh, signing. No. They don't know anything. And it mm-hmm. continues, even when they get moved to Olala, they're signing all this shit over, and it's very sketchy. So... What kind of shitty-ass lawyers, like, oh, you don't, you're not uh, autonomous right now? Exactly. You can't make your own decisions, you're confused? That's yes. okay, sign this anyway. Yes. I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor, it's fine, just do it. Yes. What the shit? Yes. So they have a caregiver who was like a nurse, practically a mom to Claire and Dora, who's from Australia and was in Australia during this time. And they've been around since Claire was months old. So she she knows them mm-hmm. very well. Her name is Margaret Conway. Okay. So she gets a cryptic message in Australia with a date, name of a ship, and it says first class. And she's like, what the fuck? That's kind of weird. It's like a cablegram. Like, that's all it really okay. says. There's not much to this. Just a couple things. And she's like, this doesn't make sense because the girls wouldn't flaunt their wealth and say first class. Right. And she's kind of, and she gets it in May, so she's thinking, oh, Dora's supposed to be here. This is when they're supposed to leave and go to do their things. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is Dora saying my ship got changed or right. something. that would make sense. So she's like, okay, so. She could move. But Margaret isn't stupid. So the date was a week later than the ship that Dora was supposed to be on. And Margaret continues to investigate and found out the ship was leaving Sydney, Australia, not arriving in Sydney, Australia. Ah. So she immediately tries to get a ticket on that ship because she goes, "Something's up." I right. received I this on purpose. This ship's going. Yes, and she believed that something was wrong with the girls. And yeah, she it was. Su- she succeeds. She doesn't get first class. She asks for second class. Goes to third class. She goes, "Literally, just give me any fucking ticket on this ship. I, I need, need to, to be go." On this boat. Yeah, she succeeds and sets sail on May eighth. Okay, keep track of the dates here. On May twenty third, they stopped in Hawaii, and she finds out a cablegram and letter had arrived for her. The letter was addressed on May 2nd, so before she even left. It's from Claire and talks about how great Linda and Samuel are. Oh, no. Really, f- like, f- just fluffs them up. I have a up. feeling she can't even lift her hand to write right now. Yeah. Mentions that Doris' brain isn't right and her memory is getting worse, like, worse than before, right? As if Doris had this problem with her memory long before Linda came along. 
And the cablegram was dated from May 17th, so 15 days later. Okay. And stated that the girls were both quite well. And it kind of said, like, it says either the Williamsons are well or the sisters are quite well, like, the girls are well. It doesn't It doesn't sound like it's first person from either of them. Yeah. It sounds like it's written from Linda or Samuel. Yeah. And so Margaret is now more so, worried. hold on. Is this, you said it's dated for 15 days in the future? So she, she gets it on May twenty third. Uh huh. So she gets a letter that's supposedly written on May second. I see. Okay. And then a cablegram on May seventeenth. Okay. But she gets them both on May twenty third. Okay. So she was like, "This letter's super concerning. It doesn't sound like Claire. Right. Something's not right." And then she goes, "Well, the cablegram came fifteen days later, saying they were both quite well." Right. So like, she's worried, but maybe she shouldn't Things are be. Maybe fine. Yeah, and maybe I'm making a big deal out of it. She finally arrives in Seattle on June 1st and is met by Samuel. And he informs her that Claire has died on May 19th. What? Yep. Yeah. So she gets a letter, a cablegram on May 17th. Quite well, just kidding, dead. Yeah, two days later she dies. And I get wanting to tell so somebody in at person. minimum, though, she has flat out lied to them. Yeah. To her. Yes. Something's not right. And then they say Dora's insane. Like, she's lost her marbles. Yeah, okay. Which I'm like, well, if her sister fucking died. Like, no shit. Yeah, she's grieving and also starving. And Margaret ends up going to the place in Olala with Samuel, uh, going up to the cabin, and she doesn't even recognize Dora. Like, Dora's so frail, and at the time... She's gaunt as fuck. At the time of Claire's death, she weighed no more than 50 pounds. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Dora was in the same weight class, like 50-ish pounds, maybe. I don't think I have weighed that little since I was, like, seven, and I am short as fuck. Yeah. So there, she's unrecognizable, and Margaret's, like, freaking out. Like, we need to get her out. And the first, like, moment she sees Dora... Dora alludes to her to, like, get me out of here. You know? Like, I need mm-hmm. like get me out of here. Next day, though, Dora's like, this is great. It's only a couple more days, and Linda says I'll be fine. And so then she's like, did Linda, like, fucking doctor and just convince her mm-hmm. not to leave? Like, does Linda know somehow? And so Margaret's taking care of her does and she, doing wait, all this stuff. She knows her sister's dead. Yep. She knows... Well, she probably thinks her sister died somehow else from her illness or whatever that she doesn't actually have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm trying then, to think about this from her point of view because I'm like, how the fuck would you believe that? But when you're lied to consistently for however fucking long, yeah. And so Margaret starts to, like make her her food and slips like a little bit of rice, a little bit of flour, mm, tries yes. to make this a little more like starchy so yeah. Dora doesn't die because that's all she's concerned with is Dora's right. gonna die. And meanwhile, Linda's being sketchy as shit. Margaret finds a book, like when she first arrives, a diary uh-huh. on Linda's desk as in the way it's laid on the desk as is the whoever owns the desk or sits behind the desk, that's their book. And she goes, that's fucking Claire's. I recognize oh. that. Claire's day, that is Claire's. And then Linda goes, oh, this is Claire's. And like gives it to her. And so she's like, maybe I shouldn't be so skeptical. Right. Linda has the audacity. Yeah. The audacity later to wear a very nice uh, kimono oh, no. of Claire's. And Margaret recognizes oh it and asks Dora, like, Dora, what the fuck? Why is Linda wearing this? And she says, well, the day, like, the night that Claire dies or the day after, something like that, 
the nurses and Linda went through all of Claire's clothing and she could hear them like laughing, talking, and they just were taking shit. On top of whatever jewels, on top of whatever other stuff they've already signed over, taking their stuff. And Linda offers to show the body of Claire to Margaret. And Margaret was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? She died weeks ago. How can you show me the body? Because in England and Australia, they don't, at the time, like embalming a body, not heard of. Right. No one did that shit. You put them in the ground, the end. Yeah. And uh, Linda's like, well, she wanted to be cremated or something like that and have her ashes spread on the property. And so I immediately embalmed her so you could, like, see her or something like that. And so Margaret's like, this is fucking witchcraft, you know? This is insane. (laughs) Goes to see her, and she goes, it doesn't even look like her. At all. Does not look like Claire. The only thing she said was, like, her forehead looked similar. Her hair wasn't the same color. She just was not the same person. I'm just trying to out whose forehead mine doesn't look similar to. Exactly. (laughs) That's the only... And, like, that's concerning. And... Margaret doesn't know, but their uncle, who lives in Portland, had gone a couple weeks before, like a week after Claire died, and saw the body as well. Well, at that time, he's like, why wasn't I notified sooner? And Linda's like, the the sisters didn't want you to know right away. They didn't want me to send for you. And he's like, not even like a letter or something? And she goes, well, we couldn't find your address. He goes, you couldn't have asked either of them for my address. Right, one of them's still alive. Yeah, Dora's still alive. Like, what the hell? And Linda's like, no, like, we couldn't, we couldn't do this or something. And so he's like, this is weird. He sees the body and he, again, he doesn't recognize. He says immediately the hair color's not right. Something doesn't look right. She's wearing a gown that he recognizes as Claire's, but it's still not right. And no one ever clarifies that. So she just died just not looking like herself, period. And he's like skeptical as shit. Cause mm-hmm. he, what, what the hell? Right. And he's like, well, how did she die, right? How did she do it? Yeah, well, what did what did she say is the reason for the death? Linda is performing her own autopsies. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. How is so this her fucking death, allowed? Her death certificate is going to say whatever the fuck Linda right. wants it to. I don't remember what Claire said exactly. But she had the audacity to show the uncle her fucking organs. Claire's organs. What? Unwrapped them for her and was like, do you see how shriveled up and small this like liver looks this doesn't look healthy this isn't the one her blood in her heart was powder when i cut into it and the only thing that was the right size and healthy i have not a clue i don't think it is was the lungs that was the only thing that was still good on this person like she was gonna die from all of her problems (laughs) yeah so Eventually, this lawyer, the uncle, either is a lawyer or contacts an attorney, and they're like, we need to get Dora the fuck out of here. Yeah. We need to get Dora out. And so they're like, listen, get her out. Release her now. And Linda ransoms Dora, says, no, you can't have her unless you pay $2,000. And they go, why the fuck do you need $2,000, Linda? Right. And she goes, well, that's her medical shit. You know, you're you're taking her from me. I have power attorney, all this shit. So they end up negotiating to a thousand and Dora gets released. So they end up like paying getting Dora out. And what happens to Dora life after? I don't know. I haven't read that far. I didn't really pay that much attention. But she lived through that. She at least. lived through it. And um the health director for Seattle 
If one source I read said they couldn't intervene because she was licensed and her patients were willing participants in her program. Oh my god. However, British Vice They're Consul... willing participants because they believed that she knew what she was doing. Yeah. Were pr- pressuring Clatsop County to prosecute, but they claimed that they couldn't... Like, Clatsop County said they couldn't because they didn't have the money. Well, guess who does have the money? Dora. Yeah. And she pays it. So she pays it and Linda gets arrested on August 15, 1911. She's... uh put to a trial in a court of her peers, right? The jury uh-huh. of her peers and found guilty of manslaughter. Yes. Meanwhile, she Finally. kills two more people in 1913 while awaiting oh, sentencing. Who is Ida J. Anderson and Mary Bailey. So what are we at? Like 15? Yeah, at least. Yeah. And she's sentenced 20 years hard labor uh, to prison in Walla Walla. And for fun, some fucking reason, the governor pardoned her after two years. What? Yep. Two years. What the fuck? And pardon, not like nope. Yeah, not just pardoned. released. Pardoned. Pardoned. She did not get her license back, but she's pardoned. So, Linda gets out, and her and Samuel move to New Zealand for a couple years, where she publishes yet another book. Oh my god! Still fucking practicing medicine under the titles of physician, dietitian, osteopath. What else? And there's no what known- a dumb hoe. Yeah, there's no known victims in New Zealand, but obviously, probably. More than likely, some people died in New Zealand if they were under her care for a couple years. I'm genuinely baffled. What the actual fuck? Yeah. And in 1920, they moved back to Alala and finally finished the sanitarium. What? Yes. But because her license is pulled after her conviction, it can't be labeled as, like, a sanitarium. So they call it a school of health. Oh, my God. And her patients were her students. Yeah. I don't know how you would study when you have no brain capacity because you are starving to death. Yeah. And there's excerpts in that book for, like, little kids who lived on the same road and shit. And they saw, said that they would see these people yeah, you walking think it's a around. ghost. Yeah, like zombies in the woods and are like, holy shit. And they that knew. That would be terrifying. Terrifying. And they were like, we would never go near Linda or if... They needed to go to the store or something like that to get something. They said they would fucking run past. They wouldn't even give a second look. They were running I past this place. I imagine they genuinely looked like zombies. They had to have. Yeah. And if more died in there, because she had, like, a incinerator and stuff. Like, a, yeah. So she could do she her She did the own. cremations herself. She could. Oh, my good God. Yeah, she could. So if more died there, they have not been found. Jesus. Yeah. And then it burned to the ground in 1935. Thank God. I don't know how. I looked Maybe it up. the incinerator that they probably weren't using correctly. There's remains, like pieces, like a fireplace, I think of bathtubs, random things that still exist on the property. And I read in a newspaper article that people brought bought the property, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking real estate agent didn't mention a single word of what that place was. What? They bought it and had not a fucking clue. And so other people were like, do you know what you just bought and so they she calls it wilderness heights right but they call it starvation heights because she was starving all these people yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. jesus so how does linda end right linda's just gonna keep going she does 
She falls ill in 1938. Did she starve herself to death? Absolutely. She <laughs> Does decided, she really? She decided to fast to cure herself because she's like, I can do this. You know, this. at least I she really does believe people. in it. Yeah. Like, she <laughs> to went, the point that she will literally die for it. Yep. So I wrote, surprise, surprise, she died from fasting. I want to know the stories of the successes because there cannot be that many if you just keep starving till you die most of the time. I don't know why. So I think... Because the ones that died, right, were the ones that had money. So I think she starved them to yeah. the point where she could take over their funds. Right. And, like, really fuck with them, you know? Yeah. But the ones that didn't have anything kind of just like, oh, yeah, here, you're cured. And right. Then, All better. Yeah, send them off. You. Yeah, but she, like, claimed she had these wild success rates and all this stuff. So people were just fucking falling to it. And people did defend her. They're like, no, it works. And then Daisy's family, who, she still died. No, it works. It works. I mean, and did the, it? You saw that she's dead, right? And the husband had supposedly done a couple bits of it, too. And um, yeah, yeah. But he yeah. ended up, like, living and was fine and was like, yeah, Linda, Linda can cure it. I don't understand. Yep. Yeah, so there is a... Well, I'm glad she got a taste of her own medicine, I wish it would have been before as many people died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they think that her numbers are probably higher. Yeah, it has to be. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure there's, like, the first one where it was, like, stomach cancer. Yeah. I guess second one, technically. Yeah. Um, I, but I'm sure there's, like, more of those where it's, like, it was, you know, it looked like it was actually this other thing, but it really was just because of fucking, fucking Linda. But if she's performing her own autopsy, she can say people are dying however she wants to. Right. And then cremates their bodies so no one can prove her wrong. That part baffles me. Like, even if you are a doctor, you should not be performing autopsies on your patients who are entirely in your care. Mm-hmm. You should not be the power of attorney for your patient ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. There is no way... Yeah, and Samuel was complicit. I was reading little excerpts about it, and, like, Dora's like, I need $500 to go to my uncle Mm -hmm. in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And Sam's like, okay, well, you gotta sign this paper so I can go to the bank and do it, right? And Mara ends up finding that paper where she signed, like, power attorney to Sam, and she goes, Dora, do you remember signing this shit? Mm -hmm. Do you know what this is for? She goes, yeah, he's supposed to send $500, and said there was, like, some mix-up, and it ended up being, like, put to him. And she goes, well, like, there's $538, so where did 38 come from? And I was like, oh, just expenses if it were to occur. But if it didn't, then don't take the $38 out. Well, of course, he takes the entire yeah. amount out and just takes it for himself. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so she just willy-nilly just signed all this shit in her... Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. And just slap on the wrist. Two years. Two years. Cause and then just forgiven. Nothing's... It's fine. Yep. Don't but you can't have your not-licensed license med- for medical purposes anymore. Good. Yes. But that's my weird story. I was... <laughs> I was expecting more murdery shit from Sam. Yep. And then I forgot he existed. Yep. And then I was like, oh, they're still together. Yeah. And he's complicit. He knows what's I going mean, on. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't think you'd stay in that relationship unless you were. Mm-hmm. Good lord. Yeah. That was fascinating. Washington for you. Yeah. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. 14 murders or it doesn't count, apparently. Yep. 
Thanks, Washington. It's yeah. a lot of reading to do. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I well, you'll have to give us an update if there is more to add later. Yeah, I'll have to finish the book. Because <laughs> apparently they go into, like, he goes into Linda and Sam and, like, is she a murderer? Or is right. she a healer? And all that stuff. And not, not. I'm a like, healer. I read more than enough yeah. articles I don't think to make up even, my mind. Yeah, I don't need. I don't have any questions about whether she's a healer or not. Yeah, I just really like because he has a huge chunk about Clara and Dora, like a huge chunk. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I forgot to mention, kind of interesting. Margaret asked Dora what happened when Claire died, the night Claire died, mm-hmm. and so apparently Linda let Dora go there because Dora. Sorry, Dora knew Claire wasn't doing good and it was at, like, at her end. Mm-hmm. So go- Dora goes there and Claire is clearly trying to tell her something. Oh, yeah. And she can't get the words out. And so the nurse is like, spit it out, you know, like, get it out. And Dora's like, no. Like, if she doesn't have the energy to do it, I don't want her to waste that what little right. she has on this. Like, I can just relax or whatever. And then it bothers her later and she's like, I want to know what she said. So she ends up visiting her one last time. And... Still, Claire can't say whatever she needs to say. Mm-hmm. And so Dora's like, okay, like, this is whatever. This is how it's going to end. And then Linda's like, you know, she needs to have one of her massages and proceeds to ball her fist up and then re- repeatedly punch Claire in the stomach, which was essentially caved in at this point. Like, you can see this yeah, skin tight. you're punching her in the organs. You're punching point. her in the organs repeatedly. And then she went unconscious and took, like, her last breath, and then Dora's like, is that that it? Like, is this the end? And Linda's like, that's the end. I'm like, how the fuck is that not? <laughs> you just beat the shit out of... I... Uh, I feel violence toward that woman. I forgot to add that part. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just... Uh, that's so confusing. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. Pardon. Pardoned. Pardoned. But starts herself to death, so... Mm-hmm. In the end... Fuck that lady. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> really? Yep. Fuck that lady. Well, Linda, I hope you're rotting in hell. As do I. I hope you're continuing to starve in hell. Oh, absolutely. Just forever. I hope she's giving fasting advice to other awful people in hell. Yeah. <laughs> you could uh, starve Ted Bundy down there while you're at it. Yeah. Just that'd be great. In herself. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being part of our wicked pack, you wicked bitches. Follow us for more fascinating true crime and spooky shit in the Pacific Northwest. And follow us on Instagram. And I'm still wanting more Bigfoot stories, so. She could. And Bigfoot. Also Bigfoot. Or any. Yeti. Yeti. That's not what I was saying. I was going to say any monstery. Shit, really. Oh. I love hearing any monstery stories. Yeah. Any weird monsters. Ghosts would do also. Ghosts, though, specifically in the Pacific Northwest. Bigfoot Yeti anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.